back to the Flowing Through Film Podcast, episode 16. This week we are starring our new podcast series on early Studio Ghibli. The plan for this one is we're going to start with Naushka and Castle in the Sky Day and hopefully end with Whisper in the Heart, Whisper of the Heart and Princess Mononoke. And so I will first introduce you guys before I actually get into my spiel. So I, today I have my, my, my co-host Luke. Hi. And Danny. Hello. And I wanted to choose Studio Ghibli for my first series because animation is really what got me into foreign film, honestly, or international cinema. Because it's... Maybe it's just because I watched anime anyway to begin with, like, even before I got into movies. So it was just an easy, like, an easy point to, to, like, start watching international cinema. And once I actually started watching it, I was like... Maybe I just like this more than what America does, you know? <laughs> but Studio Ghibli wasn't even the first, my first exposure to international cinema. They're just my favorite exposure for, like, animation. And so that's the reason I wanted to choose them. And the question I have for you guys is, what is your exposure level to Studio Ghibli before this series? Like, how many have you guys seen? Okay. Basically... And what are your opinions I'm, I'm on them also? Um, I'll go, I guess I'm taking over. So yeah, I'm you, going can, first. you can go yeah. first, sure. But uh, I'm assuming I'm like a lot of people where I just... I just assumed Miyazaki was, if not all of Studio Ghibli, like 90%, you know? Yeah. Even until pretty recently, honestly. Because I had known, like, about Grave of the Fireflies, that wasn't done by him. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, how, you know, um, some of the other directors want to talk about. Yeah. But especially Sato Yeah, Hama. like, Miyazaki's, like, half. So yeah, yeah. Not, not 90 But still, yeah. I was thinking more, even than that, you know? I basically thought yeah. Miyazaki, it was, like, just his studio almost kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah. a lot of people think about it, for sure. And I have seen most of Miyazaki's. His late, I hadn't seen these two early ones we were about to talk about, but I had seen uh, fairly recently, like, uh, this year, earlier this year, we went, I went through a lot of them. And, yeah, I guess... Are we going to talk about it, uh, what I thought of them? Or no, no, we don't have to talk about yeah, that. Just, but you yeah, can yeah, say yeah, you can yeah, say yeah, your yeah. overall thoughts of Studio okay, Ghibli yeah. right now. If you uh, want so to. far, um, I'm excited to rewatch a lot of Miyazaki's too to get yeah. in more of his uh, images without uh, already knowing the story. But um, no, I'm definitely excited. I like I like him. I'm more excited to watch Takahata too. Yeah. And we'll kind of get into it, I guess, when more when we talk about him. But I'm trying to. I'm more excited to see the differences between the two. Yeah. You know. It's mm-hmm. fun for sure. Yeah. 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 Luke, what about you? Um, for me, um, I, I brought up quickly once Blake asked a question the Miyazaki's letterbox page, and I realized I hadn't seen very as much as I thought. You know, I've really? seen probably like six or seven Miyazaki's. Okay. Uh, six before this, uh, I watched Nausicaa for the podcast. But for me, like I always still felt like a strong connection to it because uh, out of the like ones I saw, like two uh, of Miyazaki's movies, I'm not gonna say who the, what they are yet, but two of those movies are like all-timers for me like, I absolutely yeah. love them um, and yeah I, I love Miyazaki with everything he's about and uh, I haven't seen any Takahata though okay and this will be fun because so, neither one of you guys have seen hardly any Takahata so, so mm-hmm. I, I am excited to see what he, he brings to the how table how many does he have he only has like five so okay, or okay. Four, yeah. four or five okay. but I have seen uh, another one from another Studio Ghibli director I forgot his name Whisper of the Heart yeah his Yoshi yeah. Fumi Kondo I think is his name okay yeah, so that's like the only other okay. director I've seen, and yeah, I, I love Miyazaki, um, and I'm just excited to explore more. Yeah, no, Studio Ghibli's Studio Ghibli's a super interesting company for sure, because a lot of people think of them as just like, like Miyazaki and Takahata have both been like accused of just making movies for environmentalism and stuff like that. Like they would make any movie if it if it had this message or something, but that's not how it is, you know. Like they they have like messages behind their movie, yes, but. <laughs> 
that is the theme they love coming back they love coming back to that theme and it's a very japanese theme obviously and we'll get we'll yeah. we'll just dive right into Naushka because like that's yeah. that's a perfect diving in point for Naushka because Naushka the Valley of the Wind is about a world where it was destroyed by fire giants but I mean that's basically like just a just a just a nuclear war synonym you know like comparison this, these fire giants destroying the world and now nature is basically just trying to take it back and that's kind of how Naushka starts where it's her kind of just not even doing what you would expect a normal animation kids movie to do is starting off it's kind of just slow yeah. and starting off with her exploring it shows off her character extremely well in my opinion because it shows that at her heart she's an explorer and a pacifist because she doesn't like to fight she doesn't want she wants yeah. to live in harmony and not like mm-hmm. not with violence like the rest of the world as we see later on is 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 like in Naushka. but i i don't know what do you, what do you guys think of Naushka before we get too far into it so yeah, i liked it um Especially, I'm gonna. We're probably gonna bring this up a lot, but the world building in Miyazaki's movies are just—they're kind of they're kind of the main drawing point for drawing, drawing point for me. Um, the, like the worlds he creates are just astounding, and honestly, like you don't even need a plot; you can just he could just like film the these worlds and like I'd be yeah. entertained basically. Um, for this one, I, I did I, I like the characters. I often do like the characters in Miyazaki's movies. The main complaint though is really that, at least my main complaint is. Uh, the themes he tackled in this movie and like what he was going for, I feel like he did so much better in Princess Mononoke that like, yeah, it's kind of a he, he kind of followed him his own self like yeah, uh, I could see he could do so much better and like I, I'm pretty sure didn't you think that way as well like no yeah I mean this yeah. is this was his first movie he directed you yeah. know like or not his first one this is this is like the first one he directed is Castle of Cogliostro which is a loop in the third movie, but um this was his first like foray into actually directing a movie where. <laughs> he was the main creator like he wasn't basing it off of someone else's work i mean he did base it off of his own manga but like it's his manga so like (laughs) he knew the characters and everything so like that was just it was a super interesting way for him to start like i don't know i really like that so (laughs) yeah i respect it i just like i just like i know he can do so much better in it like yeah no i mean that is a fair that's a fair criticism for sure because it is true he got got better i feel like yeah oh for sure yeah that was yeah. <laughs> I guess um, what I thought uh, you you mentioned the fact that this was a manga kind of like made it make a little more sense where my main complaint with the movie was and it's kind of well and going through the course of Studio Ghibli you'll probably hear me say the same stuff but uh, this one like at parts it feels like really convoluted or just like you know like he's just introducing story points or um, just for the sake of the story you know yeah and it kind of does feel like it's taken from, you know, a bigger manga, basically, in this case, or something. Where, like, um, we'll talk about it in the, the story with the boy just showing up, uh, kind of just for the in the mid-third of the movie, <laughs> yeah, and then he just yeah. becomes the main character for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, well, side character, but kind of side main character. Big. Side he's main character. Yeah, kind of, yeah. but, um, but, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not a fault of the movie. Like, it makes more sense that it's based on a manga, especially if yeah. it was popular at the time or something. Yeah. Or people going into it already yes. know these characters. So yeah. this is actually, like, a super interesting way of the, how this movie had started. Like, this movie probably wouldn't have existed without Toshio Suzuki, who is, like, the big producer for Studio Ghibli. Like, Miyazaki credits Toshio Suzuki with, like, making sure Studio Ghibli, like, exists, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he'd, he's so crucial to, like, their philosophy and just, like, like his his like marketing and stuff like that is really what made them like really huge at least early on 
But Miyazaki actually, like, Toshizuki was writing for Animage at this time, which was like an anime magazine. And Miyazaki was writing Naoshika the Valley of the Wind for Animage. And okay. so, like, Toshizuki, whenever he would write Naoshika, he told Miyazaki, you have to make this into a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, like, that's the reason why Miyazaki was like, he he originally didn't even really, like, want to make Naoshika into a movie, I don't think, because he didn't. If, because of kind of what you were saying, like, he didn't know how he would, like, whittle it down to, like, two hours and, like, yeah, make yeah. it, like, make sense, you know? Yeah. But I think, he's, I think he succeeded. I think he succeeded in making, it, in making it make sense. I don't think it's, like, super complicated. I'm not saying it doesn't but... make sense. It just feels like there's just stuff introduced um, just to you're, keep the platform. To me, to me it feels like you're just living in a bigger world and finding out more things in this bigger world. And, like, yeah, he doesn't, like, explain, like, who Pegite is or, like, who... Oh, what are their names? What's the main villain's names? names? Are, it starts yeah. with a T. I can't remember what the names are. Wait, the actual... Like, the villains. Tolmekian yeah. or something? Tolmekian. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Tolmekian. Like, like, yeah. like Tolmekian and Pejai. There's like, another city, too, are. that starts with an A or something. Right? Or maybe that's Pejai you're talking about, actually. Uh, that might be the... Yeah, because I think those are the only two, like... Those are yeah, the two, yeah. like, main kingdoms they're fighting. That are fighting each other. Yeah, they're, they're fighting each and other. And what is their little small castle uh, village called? I just think it's called the Valley. Valley of the Wind. I don't. Wind. Yeah, it's just called yeah. the Valley of the Wind. I don't yeah, know if yeah, they yeah. have like I they have a Valley name like Pejai yeah. or yeah, Tomiki yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't even remember where we were going. Well, we can go into the movie. Yeah, we can go into the movie. No, yeah. So where you guys want to start? Well, you were saying like you you just feels like makes it feel like it's a bigger world that you're kind of just going into. Yeah, I can see that too. No, because I I like that part about it, but we can just start going into the movie and like kind of how I started out where. I like the way it opens up with Naushka's character and, like, kind of just showing you what type of character she is. So what's she doing? Like, she's flying with the omen and everything? No, she's 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 just exploring the forest at this point, and she finds that dead ohm, like, that ohm shell, and then she uses, like, it's one of, it's a really cool moment where she has, like, her gun and flint and everything, and she uses that in, like, a way that you don't use a gun for, obviously. Like, you, she's using it to, like, ex- like blow up that shell so she can bring it back. Yeah, and it just shows yeah. her, like, resourcefulness and stuff like that and how she thinks outside the box, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it kind yeah, of is. Yeah. It kind of is. Do you guys like, think that... I like the using the gun. That Maezaki projected himself onto the protagonist? Like, I was... Th- I don't know, this might be a little off topic. <laughs> no, yeah, I was thinking, like... Like, uh... You said later, like, uh, earlier that, like, um... She's... A pacifist. Do you think he? I was just thinking, like, do you think he projected himself and his fe- his own features onto? Uh, I mean, character? probably somewhere for sure, just a little bit. But I think he just like he wanted to make this about a girl because he didn't think like boys had the capacity to like do things like this, you know, like be this kind and like like look for solutions that aren't violent, you know. And a lot of his movies are kind of like that. Even Castle in the Sky is kind of like that. How we get to like how. Patsu is like not nearly as smart as like like a, like Naushka in this movie or anything, yeah. you know. Like it's just he's just more like a stereotypical kind of like boy character that you would see in a movie. But Naushka just feels like such a different, unique character where she's not always trying to like fight people and because yeah. like the one scene where she actually does fight people is whenever her so like she she watches her dad die, and then like after she watches her dad die. She grabs a sword, and you can tell you she knows how to fight because she kills four people in that scene, and then like Lord Yupa comes in, and stops her, and he's the swords master that's from the valley and everything. You know, like he stops her and says like If you continue on this way, like everyone in the valley is gonna die. Like they're just gonna kill everyone because yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. they are. And that's that's like the only time you really see her get mad. You yeah. know, like is in that scene because after that scene, she's 
she's that's like the one the kind of like the one scene where she used violence and realized the error of her ways whenever her yeah. like master kind of told her like no this is not the way that you, that you do things specifically you know so is that close to because one of my favorite scenes in the movie is um and kind of way to what you're talking about is when she basically tells the valley like they can't fight anymore like, yeah they have yeah. to give in yeah that's you know, like that's like, like right basically her that. controlling like you know yeah. giving up like it's just the the you know the debts would be for nothing at that point yeah. kind of thing you know she has to accept that yeah because like right before she tells people to stop fighting like uh i think it's it's lord it might be lord yupa or it might be mito or it might be the old woman but someone says like you killed the king and then like that's whenever everyone's like about ready to rebel and like yep, yep, like yep, we're gonna yep, kill yep. everyone and now she's like no if you do this now like everything's gonna be in vain yeah. and that's a that is a she, really great scene. it is good like she um she kind of sees the bigger picture. Yes, thing. and that's that's what makes like Lord Yupa being there, stopping her in that moment, is kind of what made her see the bigger the bigger picture. Because like that was like, I know that she she grows as a character throughout the movie, but like, she has a very quick like, like she has that moment very early on where she did something wrong and she gets criticized for it, and she learns from that and doesn't really ever do that again yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that that doesn't usually happen, like, the first 20 minutes of a movie, but yeah, yeah. I honestly kind of like that in this movie, because, like, Nauchka can be completely true to her character throughout the rest of the movie, if you have that happen at the very beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. another scene I like is whenever she's whenever she meets the fox squirrel for the first time, to- what is his name, Toto, Tolko? I don't remember the name, but Tol- I know you ah, I should I should have yeah, 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 I should. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great squirrel. No, it's, like, it's hard to forget it. Oh, yeah, it's hard to forget, for yeah, sure. It's, it's easy to forget the name, but hard to forget the squirrel. <laughs> no, because, like, yeah. the opening scene with that is she lets him bite her, you know? And then, like, after he bites her, she doesn't respond with violence or anything. Yes, yes. She just, like, that's that's her saying, like, yes, we have to let these things that are scared kind you of You know what remind, that reminded me of, though? What? That scene um, in Redbeard. With the girl, like when the guy just doesn't freak out, when uh, Redbeard doesn't freak out, when she she keeps knocking over the medicine, yeah, and he just doesn't freak out yeah, at the time, yeah, and then yeah. finally she just takes it, like yeah. just comes out and takes it, yeah. But it's like that's the it's kind just of showing that understanding. And yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for someone that's scared, basically. Yeah, you because know? she understands that this is not like this thing is not like a vicious little thing. It's just really yes. scared right now, so yes. because it's being taken out of his home. And yeah. dude, this is one of my favorite things. At least I've noticed about the Miyazaki movies I've seen. And it's kind of like it's one of my favorite things I like about at least the Japanese movies I've seen. Like I'm not gonna say I've seen like all of them, obviously. And there's probably yeah. a lot of bad ones too, like every other oh, movie. Yeah. But like especially with Ozu, but even um, like Miyazaki for sure is where he treats all his uh, kids' characters, even if they have flaws and stuff, he still treats them like they're smart, like intelligent people. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, and that's one of my fav- uh, least favorite thing about like American movies that have kids, where they're like they're just there to like you know <laughs> cause annoying. like negative yeah. tension, yeah. be annoying and stuff like you know, not treat them like they're actually, like, you know, they have intelligence and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and especially, that's, yeah. that's more in Cows in the Sky now. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, that. Because yeah. now yeah. she's kind of basically yeah. almost, I kind of thought of her almost like a demigod kind of creature. You know? Like like Wonder Woman. You know, she's like a princess. Li- she's a princess. No, she's a princess, right? yeah. Like, yeah. But, like, she is kind of, like, just more powerful than everyone else. Yeah. Like, powerful, but. She's she's more powerful because she's taking She's got the, that understanding. It's though, like, it's like we were talking about before this of how, like, like I don't think you said she was a Mary Sue, but you could see how people would maybe say that. Yeah, yeah. But like to me, I don't think of her at all as like Mary Sue because the reason she's so like powerful in quotation marks, like she's not powerful because she doesn't have like any powers or she doesn't. She's not like a better fighter than anyone. She's just taken the time to understand yeah. her world. Yeah. Her and like that's what way, that's what yeah. make that's what makes her powerful is like she's taken the time to like understand the world she's living in, and she's taking the time to like understand that like 
the ohm, the the like toxic forest, everything like that, it was all created and caused by mankind. And like everything it's doing right now is it's doing to try to like restore the world, not trying it's not trying to kill humanity, it's trying to restore the world. It's not because humanity already destroyed the world. Like this is why like people always say Miyazaki and Takah are like uh, environmentalists, because I mean, they have these strong, strong messages, but like even Miyazaki himself, like they asked him, they asked him after this movie and like after a lot of his other movies if he makes movies specifically with mes- with these messages in mind. He says, "No, I don't make them specifically with the messages in mind. I want to make an entertaining movie. Like that's his <laughs> that's his main goal." But I, I honestly don't think I believe him too much. But yeah. it's obviously there. He's just not yeah. understand. But like yeah. uh, to me, it's more like this is what I like about it though. It's not in your. It's more like if you're going to make an honest movie about animals, you know, and a lot of them are about animals or creatures yeah. at least anyway, yeah. right? then you kind of have to talk about this dying world they're in, yeah. right? And that's how he gets to, obviously, he cares about those themes. But to me, it comes to him naturally. Like, they're still, yeah. the characters, or the stories are still good for the most part. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they need conflict, and that's the most, yeah, best yeah. way to get conflict with yes. with these creatures, basically. Like, yeah. Uh, um, no, I really love, like, so... So what's your favorite scene with like one of the, with the creatures, by the way, the insects? Because there are like a lot of really good scenes with just the insects and now she could just by herself. I don't know if it's a favorite. I do like the ohm though. Yes, the yeah, ohm, yeah. ohm in general. I so just like good. the ohm. So do you, Honestly, yeah. they they kind of remind me of uh, some like uh, creature I'd see in like a COD zombies game. I mean, uh, they're based. They're <laughs> that's why I like. They're it, kind though. of based off of the Dune sand. sand the the Dune. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Yes. They're kind of based on that. Like he took some some okay, some okay, inspiration yeah. from that, but they almost look like they don't even look like bugs at some points. They look like uh, something you see in like a space movie, basically. Yeah, no, yeah. they and see that's like a really cool thing because like Miyazaki doesn't like he doesn't like doing movies about outer space because he he says like why would I do a movie about outer space whenever it's mostly darkness. And so he likes doing things where you can see the wind, the sky, yeah, yeah. the earth, and okay, stuff like that. Like okay. He likes he likes to draw things obviously, like that. Yeah. I, st- I still I would still want, I would still I still want to. No, but like see that's movie. oh that would be awesome. Oh Space movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he do he do an amazing job. Uh, yeah, like put it on like the moon or something. Like, oh, but see, dude. some of Miyazaki's movies feel like they're not like they're not of this world technically, oh, yeah, but definitely. like they are. Like they could they could yeah. be set like Naushka could easily be set in like some alien world that we don't know about spirit away you know, but go, all of his movies are basically his world yes the the they're miyazaki world yes yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a i think i read a book called miyazaki world actually oh. so. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah like all these movies are definitely from his mind yes you know? yeah uh no the first battle with that ohm like whenever it's chasing lord yupa do you guys remember that whenever she like whenever she it's whenever she first like leads it away with the insect charm and stuff okay, like that yes, like she yes, charms yes. it with the insect oh, charm yes, and lord yes, yupa's yeah. like just sitting there going like how yeah. does she do this yeah, yeah, like yeah but yeah. like that scene like i have to talk about joe joe hisashi here because he's the composer for this okay. movie and he was an experimental jazz artist before this movie oh, yeah like takahata found i don't want to say found but like they had like they, they had like a job found him for films basically. he found them for, he found him for yeah. films basically yeah and so and one of the reasons, one of the reasons Takahata actually had to do all this is because Miyazaki asked, like Miyazaki asked Takahata to produce Nausicaa, and Takahata didn't like he didn't want to do it, but because Miyazaki was in such a bad place with it, like he didn't know like how what to do, like he didn't know where he was gonna go. He was he just he asked Takahata like, can you please help me produce this? And Takaha apparently like wrote everything he was thinking in a notebook before saying yes. <laughs> and so, oh. and so like I don't, he he said he didn't want to do it because like he doesn't like 
producing other directors' works because of just like the philosophical differences between like yeah, directors. Yeah, a lot of yeah problems. <clears throat> it's just yeah. hard. Yeah. But the great thing about this, like these pairing, at least the pairings on these first two movies, because I think these are the only two he produced for Miyazaki. I don't think he's produ- he produced another one after this for okay. Miyazaki. But he was in control of the music because Miyazaki literally told him he was like I I don't know. I don't know music in movies, you know. Like he, okay, he was that. like, I don't know music, so okay. he had Takahata. So in the later the movies, music. he started controlling the music more. Or something? I think he did. I think Takahata still has some parts of the of, those, oh. of the music, at least in the later ones. But I know he at least he did start like because because Castle in the Sky, he wrote the lyrics for the for the ending song that yeah. you'll hear then on this podcast. Yes. <clears throat> he wrote the lyrics for Totoro. He wrote some lyrics for us, for some of his other movies, but. At least in these first two movies, he had Takahaja do like all of the like where the music goes in like the story because he didn't know like how he didn't know how to make music flow in a movie, you know. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. so the music in these first two movies are first off amazing. Like the score for both of these movies, I think is is incredible. Yeah. And coming from like a first time composer for a movie is like very impressive, honestly. But the fact that it's just basically Takaha and this guy doing it, like <laughs> like Takaha was yeah. like like placing his music in these in these certain parts, it just I don't know. I kind of it's just an interesting little tidbit, yeah. honestly. <laughs> but like Joe Hisashi is so interesting because he's like mixing synth, yes, like and like classical a one. lot. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I really like that because there are so many like great score moments, and he, I like I was talking before I started off on that little tangent about the first battle with the Ohm. And like whatever bursts out of the tree line, I don't know if you guys remember the music that starts there, but it's literally the same exact music like every JRPG has, like Pokemon, like oh, like the, whenever you first yeah. see a Pokemon, like that oh, type of yeah, battle music yeah, always music, comes out, yeah, dude. Yeah, like this yeah. stuff, like his music has inspired so much in Japan. Yeah. Didn't he do? So did he do a lot of the other movies after this one? I he did not His spirit yeah. away, I appreciate. No, he's done. Yeah. He did. I'll I'll look and see exactly how many he did, but he did mo- he did yeah. most of theirs. And it's honestly crazy that this was like his first one because yeah. it's yeah. it's insane. It's a great it's a great score. There he yeah. is. No, yeah, he did Spirit Away, Totoro, Moving Castle, Nanoke, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, he did them all the way up to Wind Rises. Yeah, yeah, he did all the he did all the major Miyazaki and and Takahata ones basically, except for Pompoko. Yeah. And only yesterday, yeah. but I mean, all his all his scores are just amazing. No, because you mentioned yes. oh Luke mentioned this before the podcast, the Barry Lyndon. Score oh, yeah. that's also on this, and I was looking it up. It's apparently Handel's Saramban. Saramban? I, I have no yeah, idea. Wait, wait, let's explain during, where, where it is in the movie. Too. It's during the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resurrects. yeah it's a classical. Just, score. I noticed it played. I was like, dang, that, that sounds awfully familiar to something I've yeah. heard in Barry Lyndon. And then. No, was, no, I did notice the synth. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, scores are definitely something I notice more on rewatches. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah no, I didn't, I, I didn't notice the score. it, especially the synth. It's yeah. hard not to. Uh, oh, it's so 80s. Like, these these first two movies are so 80s. I love it. No, but yeah. I love synth, so I don't care. <laughs> no, I definitely like it too. Cause, yeah. yeah. Um, no. So what was your guys like? So what was your favorite scene? Since there are so many a shit ton of favorite. Uh, there are so many scenes that I could bring up in this. The like, like I don't know. We could even split this up on like, what's your favorite emotional scene? What's your favorite like, animated scene? Because there are some beautiful scenes in this movie. Okay, I don't um, know if I'll I'll kind of answer both of those in one, and it maybe not even be my favorite. But it's the one I thought of first. And I kind of just like how it introduced her character just with the scene is uh, when we see her room for the first time and she's like growing all these like uh, yes yeah you know yeah. poisonous plants yeah. and she basically says like you know they're not poison it just it's basically what the earth is like yeah. is what sucks and they're the getting other, soil yeah, is yeah that, that's yeah, what, not, yeah they're getting it from the soil basically yeah. the well water is still pure yes. it's it's the soil that's exactly the problem, not the yes water. yes and uh, that's what I love about a lot of 
And then this one, I actually kind of like the idea a lot of the insects being like these disgusting creatures. But he still is on their side, basically, more than the yeah. humans, you know? Oh, yeah, she definitely um, is. She's, she is, too. But the movie is, like, you know, Miyazaki, obviously. Oh, Miyazaki, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah. yeah Miyazaki's definitely and, on the side um, of the insects. And it's, it's kind of like a theme throughout his movies where, like, no matter how ugly the creature is or different, like, they're basically always going to be, um, even the kid. And, like, I, I actually consider the kids as part of this. Yeah. Um, all, those, all the non-human adults, he has more sympathy for than the adults in his movies. Yeah. yeah. Like... And that's definitely true in this one, even with the insects. Yeah. Initially, the insects are initially introduced almost just like straight villains. You know, they're the threat to the valley. Yeah. But then you like, like she says, like it's not their fault. Almost, yeah. That they're yeah, that's this. the cool thing is that like they're and I I won't I'll I'll get back to our favorite scenes later. But like okay. one of my favorites, like one of my favorite scenes is whenever she is having that flashback of her trying to hide the baby yes, that she saved yeah, as a little yeah, child. Because yeah, yeah. first off, that scene is just animated so beautifully. With like the golden the golden wheat fields basically, because it seems like such a nice warm animation style for like what he's implying they're about to do this baby home <laughs> like because she literally says like don't kill it please don't kill it you know because <laughs> they take it away but they literally say in that scene like insects and humans can't leave to can't yeah, live yeah, together yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that uh, it's yeah. a little corny but yeah, no no I get the point across it gets the point across. <laughs> oh yeah okay I'll say my favorite scene right. probably anything with the glider. Cause that thing oh, is so cool. so cool. Dude. Like, but this guy loves gliders yeah. in these first two <laughs> dude, movies. Oh, like, he loves flying. Yeah, 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 yeah he, he does love flying. I, I love yeah, the scene. I love the scene like where that. she's trying to uh, save the plane that's like crash landing, yes, and then yeah. just it just blows up. <laughs> yeah, like, crashes and. Oh, dude, yeah, because you see Lizette or like the the princess of Pet Giant just in that one little quick frame before the plane yeah. crashes. Yeah. I was gonna mention this too earlier. The princess name. The other princess's name. I forgot what her name is. Like, Lady... I think it's Lisette. Okay. I think. Yeah. Her fit. Oh, wait. Do you mean which one? Tomoki or, Dude, the, or the, I was going to mention this, the, like... The, the prosthetic arm one? Dude, the, yeah, that one. Her Damn, fit, I don't remember her her fit is name? crazy, bro. Oh, that's a... So it's, see, like, that's actually one of my main complaints right. with the movie is, like, the villain is, like, weak. Like, the villains... The villains in Ghibli movies get a lot better as they go along. Because these first two, we'll talk about in Cast in the Sky too, but they're definitely more so like mustache twirling villains, you know, like yeah. we're, we're doing, like, at least the lieutenant that thinks for a second that he's got like power whenever he thinks the princess died, like he's definitely more of like, not like completely evil, honest, I like, like the villains in uh, Oh no, they're good. Castle they're good. Sky. Okay, yeah. The, the villains yeah. in Castle in yeah, Sky yeah. are like so yeah, over the top. Yeah, they're kind of over the top, but they're like, they're fine. Especially the pirates. They're not even villains. They're not, they're not villains. Pirates are amazing. We don't count I love the dude. Well, yeah, we're about to get there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but my... Well, what would I have to say? My, my, my yeah, favorite scene is definitely yeah. the resurrection. Dude, dude, like... I mean, I don't want to like, okay, spoil your moment here by saying oh, I hate it. Oh, right, here we go, here we go. Let's, no, let's, it's, let's uh, get... it is like... It's not one of my favorite moments of the movie, I'll just say that. Like um, He hates it. <laughs> uh, it uh, okay, I'll just be honest. Like I'll tell you what I, I thought of when I watched it. It's like similar to The Dark Knight Rises. In the I, I, I don't know if you're expecting me to say that, but... At the end of Dark Knight Rises, when Batman, he dies, and it has, we get the emotional death, like, oh, everyone's sad, you know, we even get the funeral in Dark Knight Rises, you know, which is probably worse than this one, but, uh... <laughs> yes, it is, like, exactly, <laughs> but that, one, no, but that yes, one, we get the funeral and everything, you know, all the emotional moment hits, and then at the last scene, he's alive, you know, and he's still, like, you know, he gets his dream life, but in this one, it's not to that effect as bad, but in this one, she dies. We get the emotional moment. Everyone's, you know, sad and everything. And then just, like, there's a magical moment. All the omkins bring her back alive. 
But see, this is where I think we just have like, like but they've a never philosophical even said that difference anything. on the movie. They've never though. even mentioned that previously or anything. Like, have they, they have. Said... We saw the Ohm heal her ankle. Like, the baby her... Ohm healed okay, her ankle. Okay, that's not bringing her back to life, though, though. Like, okay. even the Ohm were sad about it. Like, like they didn't even know they could do that. Like, damn. Oh like, they had a superpower the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, like, we just have a philosophical, like, completely philosophical difference true, on the ending know? of this movie. Because, like, the ending of this movie, like, shows the heart. Like, like her, like, that's her character and body. Like, the harmony of nature and humans. Like, that's what... Like, that's literally what that's supposed Honestly, to be Honestly, that's saying, why I would have so. been even more emotional if she had just stayed, you know, if she had died. Oh, man. <laughs> it would have been, because they, uh, okay, I kind of, like, it would have felt more uh, emotional, like, if she had just, you know, sacrificed her life. Like, it just felt like, you know, then, she, but then she, you she did, commits but... a new sacrifice and then right away she's back alive. It's like not even a sacrifice. But then you'd be saying that's too normal, saying that she died at no, the end. No, I would not. It's, I would have liked, it's honestly, actually liked, a messi- actually it's actually it a messiah, good. it's actually no, a messiah figure at that point. Okay, Okay, okay. Well, actually, I don't know. It depends on what Messiah you're talking about. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And you honestly, and it is a kids movie. Like, I'm not gonna hate it too much. Like, obviously, they don't want to have like a depressing ass ending at the end. Like, you know, she's basically not a superhero, but she's the main lead of the movie. You know, so they don't kill her off at the end for a super, you know, for a kids movie. Yeah, but I mean, like, the ending itself is like that's the meaning of the movie. Like, like that's like literally Miyazaki okay, just tying it um, all up. Do you think it would have uh, taken away too? I guess if you're saying you love the resurrection scene so much, yeah, but I, I do like, love the resurrection. To me, it would have taken away that much if she had never died. Like, it would have just made sense. Like, if she you know, had never just, died, yeah, if they, she had just won. With the, you what know, do you mean she own. just won? Because she she basically saves the day anyway when she gets the baby. She yeah, it's because her own. it's because her death stopped them, the and then they resurrected her. Like her death is what stopped yeah, their is what stopped. But their that's the thing. So they wouldn't stop over saved. their own kid. No, they did stop over. They they weren't going. They weren't going to like. They weren't going to the valley whenever they, they whenever yeah they turned whenever yeah, the pet yeah. whenever the Tolmikians started firing their tanks at them. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what turned their attention back to the valley. Because yeah. like whenever she saved the baby. Like they were actually about to stop at the at the acid lake edge, and they weren't going to go into the valley because they were still headed towards them. But like once the things start firing, they went back that way. They went over that way, you know. Okay, but either way, um, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're probably all right. I'm just saying the way I felt watching it. No, yeah, that's that's a fun like, way. I just I just I think just it's hate a I hate that in most movies but... where you know someone dies and they're just, in the next scene they're back and like we still get the emotional like everyone has to be sad and everything of the yeah, death. Yeah. It's like and then literally the next plot. Next thing in the store, like next thing in the script, they're writing like, oh, and they're back alive, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I, can, I can see both of you guys' viewpoints. To someone who's not, yeah, Luke, super, make a judgment. I, I don't feel, I don't feel super strongly. I, I like the ending, honestly. It was cool. Like, plus, how can you not like yeah. the freaking golden field that she's walking? I like through. the way it's the, done for sure. The, the fulfillment nice of the prophecy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Of course, it's the prophecy being fulfilled. <laughs> of course, what? <laughs> you were the one just saying it wasn't Messiah story. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you okay. guys, you guys need to agree to disagree. Oh yeah, no, and honestly, I'm probably wrong in terms. Like if you're making a kids movie, you should probably do it like that. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, like it would be depressing if she would. Just I guess we'll it. talk about Grave of the Fireflies next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's a t- we'll talk about it next week. But is that even a kids movie? No. Well, okay. yes, it is. Oh, but okay. yeah, but no. <laughs> like it was. It was literally marketed towards kids. Yes, it was marketed towards schools to take their kids to, so that their kids would learn what their what, what people had to go through. Okay. It was, uh, exactly. Like, yeah. It's made for kids, but it's very honestly like yeah, so. I, Honestly, I wish like our school, which our schools would show us like those kinds of movies. Yeah. Like imagine oh, if like sure. our school awesome. showed us like come and see like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I didn't go there. Like, yeah, I was like, that's like, it slow first. Like, at least start animated. Like, they yeah. did. Start saving Private Ryan, bro. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, you know. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, and then you come around at the red line at the end. No, just show the opening scene of 
say in front of Ryan and then just like shut it off like okay we don't need to watch the rest of it like <laughs> I don't know how we got. I don't know how we got. Well, we got that with the yeah, yeah. with the very little <laughs> Okay, Ben, do you have any last words on? Uh... Let me see if I have any last words, just so I don't forget anything. Yeah. <laughs> but because uh... I am more excited. I honestly, I did. I think I like Castle this time. More. Me too. No, oh, interesting. Yeah. I like. See, I actually flipped back and forth. I actually flipped on this. Like I originally liked Castle in the Sky more, but watching them both again, I like Nashka a lot. Or not a lot more. Well, maybe a lot more. I don't know, but. No, I just, I love Naoshika. I think it's definitely Miyazaki starting his formula that, that he'll come back to a few times of, like, but I, that he'll perfect in Mononoke, obviously, but, like, this movie literally kickstarted an entire genre of, like, female heroine, like, led, led movies. You know, like, would we even have the Disney princesses nowadays that are, like, badass Disney princesses without Miyazaki? Like, no. I don't yeah. think we would, you know? <laughs> like, because most of the Disney princesses before Miyazaki... Or like Cinderella, Snow White, always being rescued by people. Like Miyazaki kind of started. What do you mean, what about Bambi? <laughs> <laughs> Bambi's a deer, it's not even a princess. No, come on, come on. Is Bambi, is Bambi female? I don't yes. even know if Bambi's female. She might be a, he might be a boy. No, I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. That cannot be a boy name. I mean, I can't be wrong. Here. If you could be like a cute no. boy, you know. Yeah, okay, my cute, last cute words. Boy, you know? My last words on Nashka. Okay, I actually okay. am glad that I read through my notes because I, I have to say. Thank God that we actually have Studio Ghibli releases now in America because for ten years after Naoshka they didn't do anything oh because God. of how like because of how bad the studio in America they gave it to like fucking that fucked up their movie like they literally cut like thirty minutes of the, of the movie they cut a lot of, like Joe Sashi's music and stuff like that they wanted to make it like they they're kind of doing it kind of like what you were saying kind of like making it more like like what they think like what an American movie would be like that's what they were trying to do and Takahata's quote was it's absolutely horrible they cut Hisashi's pieces of music changed dialogues we haven't we haven't given broadcast rights to foreign countries since and will never again give such rights without careful examinations of the conditions beforehand wow. all of these movies are grounded strongly in Japanese culture and are not made with an with an eye to export censoring them is worse than betraying them. So like honestly like we almost didn't even get any like Ghibli movies released in America like because of because so what, what changed happened. ten years later they uh, Disney was it oh Disney okay. yeah no okay. like I think it was I think it was like during No More Hiroshima's festival that was the first time in like London that was the first time that the original cut of Nashville the Valley of was showed in the West was in like the No More Hiroshima's festival. And I think that was mostly, like, Miyazaki actually did that because I think their partnership with Disney was about to start, so a lot of their movies were about to start coming out in, in the West again. But, I mean, we'll talk about Disney, definitely, and how, like, okay. uh, and how, like, Miyazaki, uh, oh, yeah. Sam Wrestler, yeah, with the wine yeah. shit, that's so good. But, like, they definitely, definitely didn't, didn't not like the export of Nashka, the Valley of the Wind. That was my final word on that one. I just had to put okay. that quote out there because it is a great quote. Because that is, like... It is Studio Ghibli. Like, they do make things a specific way. Like, they are, like, as you kind of might have noticed through all of our series, like, we like talking about auteurs. And Studio Ghibli, like, each director, like Takahata and Miyazaki, they're both auteurs. They are. Like, they have specific things and specific reasons for everything they put in their movie. So, like, they don't want anything cut, like, like from the final product. So, like, it's just crazy that that even happened. But I guess now we can get on to Cast in the Sky. 
Ooh, Castle of Sky, 1986. How do I even want to start this one? This one, honestly, like, this yeah. is the complete... It's not even the complete opposite, but it starts the complete opposite from, from Nashka the Valley of the Wind, because this one just starts completely in the action. Oh, yeah. With, like, the... Uh, the Dola gang coming in. Even though the, the boat is cool, though. Or the ship, the way they show the ship is floating oh, in the sky. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's cool. No, yeah, Miyazaki, like, we should talk about this also on Nashka. Like, he loves drawing tornadoes, drawing drawing anything flying. flying you know? yeah, like, he loves, he loves the sky. And you can tell that definitely in Castle in the Sky. But I love how it started. Like, I, I do love how, like, the differences in these two openings because it does go from, like, Nashka where it's kind of showing her character of like not like a pack being a pacifist to castle of the sky where it's that kind of like indiana jones opening you know like it immediately starts yeah. in the action yes. like that's why that's why okay. like I, I brought up that thing that miyazaki was saying about how naushka couldn't be a boy like this was his boy's adventure that he wanted to do you know okay. like this is this is his boy's adventure movie to me, yeah. but that's the thing i didn't even think of this as a boy's i thought of it as both of their movie no yeah the it is that's what that's what makes it they're so basically good. together the whole yeah. movie they are i would say child's yeah. adventure movie. child adventure yeah, movie. yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a, no, I mean, the, well, I mean, I could see why it would be a boy's adventure. Yeah, like the story is tells. And yeah, because it is very similar to like Indiana Jones, like all these, yeah. like all these popular '80s movies at the time. Yeah. But honestly, sorry, this is the tangent, but like they didn't take much from like Star Wars. They did. You notice that? Did? They didn't. You notice that? Like they're 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 kind of sci-fi in their stuff, but they never took anything really from Star Wars. So. That, like you it's were saying, cool. um, they're more like or, how, or yeah. this was before we started recording with Miyazaki. No, this is I said that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't space. he doesn't like yeah. doing space because it's yeah. all empty basically. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, that was just a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we need do you think about... that was a like they did that on purpose? Like we don't want to have that kind of influence on our movies or I mean their subjects are so different though. Yeah, I can see Miyazaki just not liking Star Wars. Miyazaki like that's a good question. Does Miyazaki like Star Wars? No, because he like he I think you were talking about before like. He doesn't like Lord of the Rings or anything because he doesn't like movies that uh, use bloodshed to solve problems. And that's basically what Star Wars yeah, is. That's like <laughs> Literally what Star Wars, Wars is. So, I mean. Yeah, there's no blood in it. There's no blood in it. Yeah, okay, laser, but the, they the, kill like, everybody. Like... The laser swords cauterize the wound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay, but uh, Castle in the Sky, though. Dude, that, that scene where she floats down. And, like, yes. Dude, that's such. Oh, my God. It's such a. Beautiful. Wait, in the beginning? Scene. Yeah, yeah when she just like the blows. crystal. Yeah. yeah, the crystal. Yes, like, yes. Beautiful. No. Oh, and I love um <laughs> when he tries to use yes. it for the first time. He yes. Goes, oh, yeah. he <laughs> Whenever he tries to use it for the first time, it's hilarious. No, I uh, that that crystal at the very beginning has so many like good gags attached with it because like he sees her floating down, and she's slowly floating into the mine shaft, and so he like quickly hurries up there, up the ladder to try to save her. And he holds out his arms, she lightly lands there. Oh, and then yeah. he's like, oh, this is, like, so weird. And then, like, the light's slowly fading from the necklace. And, oh, like, yeah. whatever oh, no, completely oh, no. fades. And, like, <laughs> he almost drops her down the mining shaft because, like, because, yes, yes. like, her weight comes back. Like, there are, a lot, of, this, there are a lot of fun. This movie movies. is actually hilarious. <laughs> when you think about it. Funny. It's no, it is. A, yeah. It's a little lighter movie than the yeah. other It is. It's got, like, it's got, like, I mean, it is. It's that, it's that like, grand adventure where, like, nothing too terrible is ever going to happen to, like, the main yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some harrowing things in this movie for sure, but... But even then, like the main, like Naushka, <clears throat> she's like, um, she's the reason why a lot of saving is happening. And this one, they're kind of just long for the ride, even though they do a lot yeah. of uh, things. You know, they save the day. You know, they're at the end and stuff. But more like they're kind of along for the ride too, like just seeing what's going on. Like almost we are as the audience. They're kids, you know. Yes, exactly. they can't get yeah, anywhere yeah. themselves. They're more just so. kids, yeah. And honestly, I kind of like. I love. I love the scene of like kind of just showing how they are kids. Where like, but... where he's down there he's trying to build his own plane to try to get a, to try oh, find yeah. Lapita you know like that's the first time that we see the picture of Lapita yeah and that his dad yeah. took and that whole flashback scene is really cool also 
But I just love that he's trying to build his own thing, and the way he gets out is like he has to rely on like adults, like that actually have their own flying thing yeah. to get out there. You know, like he doesn't have his own power. But I love the Dola gang. Like we have to talk about the Dola gang because they come oh, yeah. so early. Like they they're the, they what starts off the movie obviously, yeah, yeah. and then they're there basically the entire time. But Ma is probably my favorite character in this movie. I think yeah. so. Yeah, she's up there. Like yeah. she's so good. And she, I think, I think after this movie came out, Miyazaki's youngest brother came out and said about like Ma, he was like, "Yeah, Miyazaki has a mother complex," <laughs> because like apparently Ma is like literally kind of how their mother was in oh real life, God. kind of, okay, and like okay. so it kind of just gives another layer to the movie of like Ma and all of her sons are like Miyazaki, like the sons are like Miyazaki and all of his brothers, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. I, I don't even think she, I think my favorite part about it was the the members of her gang basically I think they were funnier than her they honestly I like, like the whole dynamic yeah, especially no, yeah, they're not especially when she's like she's assigned to the kitchen and they all like want to help Dude. her and stuff that's that's <laughs> that so funny that part is so funny it's hilarious um, but they're all walking in there and then they're like what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all the same yeah, yeah. Totally okay you mentioned uh, before I forget you mentioned uh, Laputa her not knowing like or not even mentioning. That her last name was oh, yeah. until like yeah. uh, halfway through the movie, maybe a yeah. more. Like, yeah. and they've been talking about yeah. it too. Like, he's been like looking at the poster. Like, he's talked to her about it and everything. Yeah. They've had multiple conversations about it, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I should have said this." But... Yeah, I guess probably. Oh, I, really I mean, I guess she might have been like waiting to trust him. Well, maybe. yeah, probably. Okay, they'd been through a lot at that point, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they had, at that, by, by that point, they had literally been through the entire chase on the railroad tracks, yeah. <laughs> like all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, they had had like. Uh, I, uh, this is the, in this movie I kind of like uh, just some of the side characters that they run into like um, there's two main ones I'm thinking of first the old guy in like the, the cave yeah. yeah the cave okay yeah dude okay yeah, so yeah. we we should pause on that scene okay. because that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie okay. is whenever the cave comes to life you know like whenever he turns off all the lights and then the cave the crystal like the crystal cave you know like yeah. it looks like a galaxy basically like that like Miyazaki doesn't yes, like to yes, do space yes, but that's yes, literally yes. space uh, that's like, one time he's in space <laughs> the one time he's in space at least darkness anyway yeah no cause that that whole scene is just animated beautifully but yeah, yes I love that I love that character too just that he's such just a good and, and like I love it like, like yeah we're being attacked by pirates he's like oh okay like, wonder, he doesn't he doesn't care that much I wonder if Pop or Uncle Palm is that I think that might be his I name I don't remember his name I'm not, I'm not sure it, it was yeah. something like that but I, I wonder if he was like an inspiration for like Bilbo kind of in Lord of the Rings not like an inspiration for the books or anything, but like for the the uh, like the one specific thing I'm that? thinking. The one specific thing I'm thinking of in Lord of the Rings is whenever Frodo meets Bilbo again at the first for the first time in Rivendell. He's got like he's taking off his mith- mithril like shirt or whatever, and the ring falls out. And Bilbo looks at the ring and tries to take it. And like you can see kind of in this in this scene, whenever they're in there, like really the talk. crystal comes the out. The meant, old man, yes, the old guy's yeah. eyes get like. I still remember because he recognizes it right away. Yeah, he recognizes have, it yeah, immediately, yeah. and he—it almost looks like he's tempted to like take it away from yeah, her, and, like for a second. Yeah, yeah. like Bill, that's what it looks is like. Bilbo to me. Frodo's dad. It's his uncle, grandpa, uncle, uncle. Cousin, okay, well, basically, uncle? he's basically okay. father. I mean, honestly, like, I, 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 I was just because I've only seen Lord of the Rings once. I was just like, yeah, you know. Uncle Bilbo. <laughs> okay, but I should say the uh, before. before yeah, I the second forget, one. The, the other character was the robot character. Yes. He just randomly show because initially like oh, why is this random robot just showing up and saving her, you know? Um, but then when they do introduce the robot, how like to me I saw they're just basically like dogs, you know? Yeah. Or, like they're just so loyal, they're yeah. still protecting the planet even when the humans are gone. Yeah. Just yeah. doing the same thing, but like they're just doing their job, you know? But they still have like 
they have some personality. I don't know how to explain it. So they do have you some talk? Are you, which one are you talking about? The one on the castle or the one? Uh, well, the one the fortress or in the castle. Almost. I'm almost just thinking of the species okay. in general. But no, because uh, I, I love I, the shot when they first show the robots, like almost in, like wide shot in the grass, you know, yeah, like, oh, on the yeah, planet when they're yeah. when they're explaining yeah. what they were. Like, and the, and the scene where it falls to the ground is hilarious. Too. It is. And I just love the design too. Like I mentioned to you guys before, but it reminded me of like the robots in the Incredibles, kind of like with their arms and like their bodies and everything. Like if those are like just good creatures, especially when and they, you mentioned Iron Giant yeah. too, which is like the yeah, especially when it has the grass in it, like attached yes. to it. Yes, like, yes, yes. No, see, that's why I was asking yeah. which one you're talking about because I I do them. like how they are kind of like dogs, but like they have two sides of them. You know, like there is the side. It's the it's what the entire movie's about. You know, like humanity can make things for good and for evil, and it's like we choose both. Like because the first yeah. time we see the robot, it's literally destroying an entire fortress all by itself you know yeah. trying to save her yes Doing she's trying job, to save tra- yeah. he's trying to save Sheeta, mm-hmm. but he's literally destroying and almost killing her in the process too and then the next time we see a robot like that is the first time they get to the castle in the sky and he's walking out there and like at least the first the first time i watched this time i knew nothing was going to happen but the first time i watched it, i was like oh damn what's going to happen with this guy <laughs> like yeah, is yeah, he going to yeah, start doing yeah. the same yes, thing or yeah. and then like he's completely different he's yes. like he's literally like a, a timid giant, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like he just loves nature, and it's literally the point that that Miyazaki's trying to get across with the entire castle in the sky and what he does at the very end, also obviously, where it's like the upper garden, you know, is reserved for the higher, for like the nobles basically, yeah. and the only thing looking towards everyone else in the world is the the the, the gun, yeah, you know, like yeah. the gun is on the bottom looking at the rest of the world. Everyone that is yeah, yeah. like that Lapidus four is is the only ones able to like see look see yeah. the beauty of nature and everything and like that's why I love the ending of this movie so much and like throwing away like I don't know if he's like saying to completely throw away technology but like but like throwing off that yoke at least and realizing like coming back here coming back to nature like that's why I like this like why I like about this message so much is trying to just come back to nature and throw off like yes we can make technology for evil but we can also make technology for like good like yes, really good yes. things and the i guess i mean that's we've t- i kind of mentioned it but he that's a theme he's going to come back to a lot oh yes he you will yeah. i mean especially um, since the flying you know uh building like fortress or whatever like, yeah, yeah, yeah and his fascination with flying planes and in the wind rises you know he's contemplating that it's kind of yes similar. no that, that that actually i i'm glad that you brought up the wind rises because i would have forgotten about that but this does kind of feel like not a trial run for the wind rises because they're two extremely different movies but like this idea i think he manifests in the wind rises like i think he like crystallizes it you know like okay. where yes he thinks planes are art you know like mm-hmm. they yes. like planes yes, yes. should not be used for war is like his but thing. they can like, be. but they can be and that's why he's also saying castle in the sky like yes this castle has the greatest beauty you can ever see on earth with that with that garden upstairs yeah. But then it also has, like, the worst of humanity with that giant weapon of mass destruction on the bottom of it, looking yeah. at the rest of the world, trying to control everything. Yeah. It's like that dichotomy and the the dual nature of humanity that he's trying to yeah. get through in this movie. Yeah. And, I mean, that dual nature is shown <laughs> by Sheeta and, and Musco, yeah, yeah. and Musco, or Mus- Mushka, Mushka. Is that his name? Yeah. You could honestly say a lot of his movies are just about, like, the various stages in that you know like yeah. how far is gone as a planet or is like you know is it just about yeah. to be gone this is now? hopeful like, Miyazaki that's yeah, why yeah. I like early Miyazaki earlier Ghibli hopeful Ghibli I mean The Wind Rises is pretty hopeful yeah it's 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 just it's yeah it's hopeful as in, in like 
it's his like his him saying like yeah like why do we need to use these things yes, for war yeah, basically yeah. whenever yeah. that's not what they should be used for but I mean uh, this kind of applies here but Gene Renoir he has a famous quote where he said uh, every director just makes the same movie over and over again yeah. they come back to the same <laughs> movie over again and I mean that's kind of what we're talking about. at least it themes is. wise that's yeah, definitely themes you know, wise directors sure. they're always trying to you know see yeah. if they can because most directors don't think every movie they come out is like with perfect or perfect or anything you know they're always trying to make it something yeah. better I mean uh, and Miyazaki did that with another theme in Nausicaa and Princess Mononoke about the I mean uh, like technology versus nature basically yeah. like yeah. he did it in a different way with those movies he did. He's making the same movie as well. Yes. So he's so doing the same thing, but multiple, how can he do it different yeah, ways? He does it multiple know? times. He's doing, yeah. like, the villain, the villain, the, that's one of the reasons why I don't like the villain as much in Nausicaa, is because it's literally the villain in Princess Mononoke that way worse. Because yeah. it's showing, like, yeah, like, oh, oh, the, the freaking disabled person that has the robotic limbs going, wants to destroy nature. Oh, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, that's, that's but, a stereotype. Lady Super Yaboshi in Princess Mononoke. She's just a completely yeah. like she's the perfect character, like the better, like the the, the perfect has, character. Yeah, she's that he was more believable with that. Villain, yeah, you know? yeah. Mean, she like is, you can actually you actually like her. For, yeah, for a lot for some of the movie, you know, like yeah. she, you don't think she's completely a villain. Yeah, yeah, I kind kind of understand in a way. Yeah. Okay, uh, what about the villain in this one? Like, so uh, I think uh, he, he, technically they killed yes. the king. Something. Well, I mean, no, he's not. He became the like, he's, he, like, he's, he's the king, king of Lapita, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like yeah. she's the she's the princess of Lapita. He was the prince yeah, of Lapita, yeah. and now he's the king of Lapita because he's the uh, one that was there, you yeah, know. Yeah. But Mushka or whatever, Mushka, I think that's yeah, Mushka. Something like that. No, <laughs> I I think he's really over the top, really mustache twirly. Like I think I said earlier this episode, but I, I do mean, kind of like the rivalry. Uh, like, I, I just, in my notes, I call them the FBI people. Like, just the they, guys, Yes, the guys they do look suits. like that, the secret agents yeah, or something. The, the, yeah, it's the guys in suits versus the army people. Yes, you know, the, yeah. The generals and stuff. Like, just that I, I love the scene where, like, all the army men are, like, running to loot. And then, like, they just yeah, show, they just show the three of them, like, like oh, yeah, thank yeah. God, they're off. They're yeah, off they doing that no shit. And then, yeah, like, exactly. they walk off the other way. And I'm like, oh, God. And, I mean, uh, that is a good scene where you mentioned that, where they're just, like, immediately going to steal everything they can yeah. from. Oh, yeah. And then you watch the two kids. Like, they've just been enjoying, like, just the world. Yeah, they were and just they enjoying literally look at them. Yeah, and yeah. they, because they see them from the way, like, oh, of course. Like, they say something about them being selfish or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, like, a great little moment. Like, immediately when they hear there's gold everywhere, like, because they even say something, like, because they have to call in, like, uh, the big country or something that they have to report to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, make it, make it delayed or something. Yeah, make it delayed, yeah. Yeah, so, like, makes it they can steal as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I do like, like that because yeah, that's like definitely what happens, yeah. and that's definitely what happens in oh, war yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're basically looting another planet. Like, no, because you can say the same thing for the Dola gang, but at the same time, you can't. You can't because they're like, their main like Dola's main worry, and you can see this at the end whenever she thinks like the kids died. Like her main worry is the kids. Like she yeah. cares more about the kids than the yes, treasure. Yes. So no, we definitely get. I mean, it is a good moment when she decides to let him go. Remember, because they've like basically like tied yes. him up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and she decides to let him come. That's one of the uh, best scenes in the movie, mission. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, at, up to that point, Dola has just been a pirate to you. Yeah, basically. And then whenever he's back with a few gold coins in his pocket, and she says, oh, so that's what she's worth to you or something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Like, you basically yeah. sold her for this, and, like, that's what you were wanting to do the whole time. Like, she's not even, like, asking him about, like, what like where Lapita is or, like, anything like a normal pirate ass. She's, like scolding him for for basically like not protecting his his friend or like yeah. his girl like the girl you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. she didn't he didn't protect her and like that's that's her big worry in that moment yeah, yeah, that's, that's like it, it like encapsulates dola as a character honestly like that's why i love that scene a lot and it's 
Um, it's kind of related to that scene, but it's kind of what I t- mentioned earlier with Nashka, where uh, Miyazaki doesn't treat his kids like, you know, doesn't look down on him, basically. Yeah. It's just never uh, really mentioned as a big deal that he lives on his own. You know, yeah. he has his own yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. his own, he's literally works. He's a factory worker, yeah. just like everyone else. They all treat him the same. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just not mentioned. He works though, in the mines. Yeah, he's basically no. good, though. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, he I, is. I, I, yeah, I no, yeah, Miyazaki's influence for this movie was he actually went to Wales before this movie and it was during the uh, mining strikes where <sighs> Margaret Thatcher I think just passed the law or like just passed a law like shutting down all the mining all like mining stations like coal mining stations in Wales and stuff like that and so the miners were having like a huge strike and, and they lost but Miyazaki was like so affected by that whenever he was in Wales that that's the reason why Lapita like why, why mm. Cast in the Sky like why it starts in, the, in a mining town oh that's good and that, that, oh. that's the reason why is because it's Wales you know like he he went through, that's like honestly I, I this is kind of off topic but kind of not because it is Studio Ghibli so Studio Ghibli is kind of like Miyazaki, Takahata all these guys they were kind of the first ones like the first animators that actually went and like scouted locations and like would actually go and just sit down like a forest and draw everything there because they wanted to like like that's why like we didn't they're watch... more naturalistic animated yeah, we didn't anyway. watch Castle of Cagliostro but that movie like they got a lot of their things from Sweden like they loved they loved like the castles like like Miyazaki loves castles like that's why like Castle in the Sky is like western you know like Naushka has a few western things like it's like all those like it is more of western movies like that's why like Totoro is their first like really Japanese movie because a lot of like the settings in these first three that he's done are like more western and it's because like he actually like him and his crew like well he was actually by himself in Wales whenever he whenever he went like that's was why he was like so affected by it mm-hmm. is because he was by himself and no one else was there to yeah, like yeah. judge like judge him basically yeah, I guess yeah. but but like at least for the other ones like they were kind of the first ones that actually went and scouted locations and like would actually go to other countries to like draw things for their movies you know like to, so they just so they could like get it completely real you know yeah, yeah. like they wanted it to be real yeah. at least it looked like a real world even if they're yeah. Doing it. yeah that's interesting yeah. Uh, did you have any you know last words on I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, castle in the sky. The the reveal of the castle where it's like peering from the clouds. Yeah, beautiful. So good. Well, I mean, the Honestly, like just trying to get to the get to Lapita through the hurricane, like that entire sequence yes, where they're going. Yeah. Through oh, the when they go, when they connect, disconnect from the yeah. uh, bird's nest or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I was gonna mention I like um, when they introduce basically, or when they show us all what Lapita used to look like. Yeah. With the old animation style, like. I don't know how it's like old animation drawing kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's like all, all brown, but you see how crowded all the ships were and everything. Yeah. Uh, I love that like kind of like a little flashback scene where it's introducing them. Yeah. yeah. To what the world used to look like anyway. No, yeah, they're yeah. they're amazing. Like this, oh, it's just like the you can't hate this movie just because yeah. the castle itself is animated so well. Like how yeah. can you hate a movie where the castle looks this fucking good, you know? Like and I guess he's going to come back to a flying castle, right? Or I mean, how's movie castle? How's movie flying. castle? It it's not flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I guess move. it moves like it's like basically flying. It's a spider. No. Also, the castle's like it's not the whole it's not in the whole movie too. No, yeah, it's yeah, fine. So, I mean, I could see yeah. I I kind of do like the kind of just like it's like cuz the whole time for them for the kids too, it's like kind of their almost heaven. Like you know, when yeah. we get there, like it's gonna be amazing. You yeah. Know? Especially for the boy, or oh, really both of them, but especially for the boy. But then when they get there, like they realize, you know, that wasn't their that wasn't their uh, savior. Basically, they see it's just an abandoned world kind of thing. Yep. And they still, you know, they kind of have to come to that understanding. They do. I really like that. And like, because when we're introduced, the world is abandoned. <laughs> uh, it's like I, I kind of like the abandoned nature of it almost. 
almost. It is. You know? It's 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 so it's so good because it's what nature would do if there weren't humans. You yes, know? yeah. Like kind of nature like would that. overgrow everything. As know? much as you can make a flying castle feel like that, yes. yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's why the ending is so beautiful, where they choose to set like you don't know if they're gonna die. Like obviously they aren't gonna die probably because it's a good movie, but like they say the destruct the words of destruction and the whole thing just falls apart and disintegrates like all the technology all the all the weapons fall apart and disintegrate but what's left is the beautiful garden that that people created still like saying like yes can you, we can we need to destroy the freaking like we need to destroy the weapons of mass destruction that we have and look at the good stuff that we can create still you know like because humans have the have that dual nature of like we can create the good we can also create the evil and I don't know, I just think the ending is so, is so beautiful because these two kids decide to sacrifice themselves for the, for the good of the world. Basically, I mean, obviously. Yeah, that's a good place. I mean, do you guys have any last words? That's a good place to end it. That was a good yeah. place to end it. I can't beat that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's end it with with Hayao Miyazaki's own lyrics. You know. <laughs> Or uh, we should so, introduce one more. No, yeah, we'll intru- I, I was just kidding with that. But, like, I I do really love the credits for all in this movie. Yeah, you should at least mention that, right? I think you mentioned it earlier, but so you're saying the song we're gonna play at the end of this? Yeah, the song he that we play the at the end of this. He wrote the lyrics for, it. Yeah. and it's his first yeah. one that he ever did. Yeah. So because he did this, does a he few do this times. in the future? Yeah, okay. he did, you'll see. He'll hear it in Total Rope, in Total right. next week. Oh, so. okay. oh, hopefully YouTube doesn't block it. Is right. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, but at least on the podcast, at least on the podcast version, it'll be on there. Yes. Yeah. If you don't hear anything. And you're on Sorry. YouTube. <laughs> go to go to Spotify. Yeah, go to Spotify. Yes, blame YouTube first of all. But uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, for no, so next week, week we're gonna move on to My Neighbor Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies, the next two that came out immediately after. Well, okay, let me ask you: that. is that the biggest, almost like tonal shifts between the two? Uh, any two Studio Ghibli movies, like if you were picking. What do you mean? Like tonal shift is in like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, one of them yes. super depressing, one of yeah. them super easy. Subject. That's easy. A yeah, yeah. subject. But even tone, like uh, just like. That came out the same year. Yes. The yes, definitely. But are these really the two biggest gap, or could you think of like even two bigger gaps? It is. No. It is. It is cool to do. Th- I'm excited to do both of these the, in the same episode. Like the fact that these two movies came out the same exact year. Well, that's also like, cool too. <clears throat> well, yes. Well, that was weird. We'll, we'll get into we'll get into this like next week okay, more. Yeah, but yeah. like, the fact that Studio Ghibli did two movies at once, first off, is just groundbreaking in the animation industry. Because they're not that big. No, they weren't that big at all <laughs> this time. Because I told you guys before this, like the reason Miyazaki had to do Castle in the Sky is because Takahata used all their money from Nauchka on like doing a documentary. <laughs> like it, it was going over long and over budget. So like, so Miyazaki had to do another movie, and it was Castle in the Sky, and it ended up being like one of, like a lot of people's favorite animation anime movie of all time. You know. But it's just so funny. Like Studio Ghibli has something like interesting. They're they're so quirky, but like that is dynamic. Dynamic. Yes, they are an interesting dynamic. But those are those will be what we do next week. My neighbor Totoro, Behave the Fireflies. Get ready to be very happy, very sad. You know which one to watch first if you want if you if you want to like end happy. Yes, <laughs> that's I definitely have to watch Behave yes. the Fireflies but, first. So. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch Totoro first. Oh, that's how it was in theaters. Yeah. I, want, I want to be depressed. Happy first. At, I want to be oh, depressed okay. at the end. Uh, that's how it was in theaters. So. Yeah. yeah. Also that I, I want to stay true to it. But, but as for as I guess we'll just end it this week. Um, what's, we what's hope to see you floating through the clouds. <laughs>
めくともしみ地球